Good morning, 640 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Ben Scola Morning News. Wes Moreno, the county administrator for Escambia County, always joins us on a Thursday morning. Wes, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. Good to be here. Good morning. Good to have you. Um, boy, I'll tell you this. Mike Kohler Town Hall from last week, there were he I, I spent a bit of time covering this yesterday, but all of the like all the good things that the county is doing from playgrounds and disc golf and multi-use paths. And we know Perito Key multi-use path is in the works right now. And the message boards at the back gate and the TPO is working on the front gate on Navy Boulevard and cleaning up Lexington Terrace and restoring the fountain and just kind of like, you know, it's all the little things that don't necessarily percolate up to, you know, the area wide news. But I think it's you know, the, the county does an awful lot of cool stuff all the time, right? And like Pensacola Beach, you got, what, $15 million in improvements over the last period of time, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, there are a lot of good things that go on every day that you know, they don't, and you're right, they're small, they don't filter up uh, to be, you know, a big news story, a big news thing. But, uh, yeah, they, they, we did great things. I thought Carlos Town Hall was run very well. I thought it was very informative, especially some of the drainage projects that are taking off in the area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one on Tributary B, <clears throat> that $92,000 one has, has actually started. It is underway, and there's some excitement about that. Uh, the $15 million in the beach, it was, you know, that's great. It's fantastic. Uh, and that's a combined effort of the Skimmy County, San Rose Island Authority, uh, the beach leaseholders. Uh, you know, it's just everybody working together to bring those uh, improvements to fruition. And just some great things have happened out there on the beach, more so than any other time I can remember. But also throughout all, all the rest of the county, we have projects running everywhere, and it's just going fantastically well. You've got the uh, sidewalks near Pine Meadow. You've got the 11-mile creek basin stormwater improvements. And, you know, that's one of the things that, again, the, the stormwater mitigation stuff is stuff that if you live in a neighborhood where the work is being done or been done or has not yet been done, that's really important to you. But it's not always something that everybody else is going to kind of care about. But you know, incrementally making this one better and making this one better and making this one. That's how you get overall better reactions to, God forbid, the next 100-year storm we have every five years, right? Yeah, that's right. And that's been the whole, whole goal of local, local office sales tax since the inception. I mean, we've put millions and millions and millions of dollars, probably billions of dollars by this point, into stormwater. And I know sometimes it doesn't feel like we've made any steps forward, but personally, we've made huge steps forward, right? And the areas, Fairfax used to flood in the afternoon storm. I mean, that, and now we can get a significant rain event, and they're just fine. But we'll continue to work, and we'll continue to make those improvements because overall it's about the betterment of the community, and, and that's what happens when we do those projects. Um, and speaking of that, it reminds me of, uh, like, a big problem that was, uh, I thought, Commissioner Bender largely solved uh, through operations of the county was the beach traffic. I mean, it's not perfect. You know, you can only, there are certain limitations on how much traffic the beach can handle, but um, it's much better through a wide variety of incremental improvements. Um, but one of the things that we just had, you know, as a, not an improvement, but something that made some worse, we had this terrible crash where somebody died driving into the toll plaza. That third lane is, I guess, now closed as there were, you guys are working on restoring, rebuilding. I had thought there was a plan in the works to actually get rid of the toll plaza as it is right now and replace it basically with just overhead drive-through, you know, that you wouldn't even think it was a toll plaza. Am I wrong about that? Is Are we on that path, or is it just we're kind of restoring what we had before right now? Well, it, well, right now, immediately, we're just trying to repair what the damage to the toll plaza. But, Got yes, it. there is a, large, a larger project 
in the works, and we submitted for some grant money, and you know, we got some conceptual designs, and we got some things. And, you know, I was talking that, about that yesterday with somebody. Uh, you know, if the toll booth goes away totally, people are just going to fly to the red light at the core. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it, it, so, you know, you you got to consider that uh, that problem as well, or that well, what could possibly be a problem. But yeah, we are. We do have a larger project. It's a pretty significant project, actually. But it, and it will do just that. Probably remove the toll booth, get with the overhead signage, and all the things that come along with it, and and also some beautification along with that. Yeah, the welcome sign kind of concept. I know uh, you had been pushed for. It didn't wind up happening last year, and so now that's an interesting point about how the toll booth kind of functions like a big old speed hump. Um, which I hate speed bumps and speed humps, but I actually see the value of that. Just kind of getting people down to the island speed, you know, even though you know maybe right. it's not necessary. That's an interesting observation. I hadn't thought about that. Of course, a traffic guy like you would think about it that way. I appreciate that. Uh, last week there was a a lot of uh, sort of conflict. Uh, we were kind of in the middle of it, just kind of had, you know, uh, had the EMS president, the, the union president on, had you on. Um, but my understanding is that you all had a chance to sit down and talk. And, um, you know, you had said you were going to do more follow-ups to see about the complaints that they had raised about Chief Torcell and the Deputy Chief Stevens. And I think you guys met maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. How'd the meeting go? It was fine. It was cordial. It was fine. And we listened. Uh, myself and Ms. Bowers, my assistant administrator, we did a lot of listening, asked some questions. Uh, took about three pages of notes, and then yesterday, Ms. Bowers spent all day long over EMS. I spent some time with HR and with finance, and uh, I've got HR doing some audits of some things there at EMS, some accusations that are made or allegedly accusations. And so, you know, as I said, you got to go through these things, and what can be validated, it can be validated. If it can't, then it can't. But we're gonna we're gonna push through to a, a real effort. We got some more time and days on the schedule to to meet over at EMS. Um, I personally feel like I need to talk to more than one than four or five people. I think we need to talk with all the all the crews, all the road crews, and get some input. Agreed. And so we you know we we're, we're gonna we're gonna move in that direction. We got some days scheduled on the schedule. Uh, we'll be there early. and We'll stay late, and that's what we'll do. And We'll push forward uh, on another realm. Um, we had crew, uh, not crews, we had some folks in Ohio this week looking at the first eight ambulances, and hopefully they will be delivered next week. They will actually be on scene next week, eight, our first of 16, and then the other 16 will probably roll in about May or June, something like that. So. Finally, finally, we see some movement you know, as far as new ambulances showing up. So, you know, slowly tracking in, in a, what I feel like is a, a good direction. Good. Uh, however, there are concerns. Yeah, there, there, there's one concern I especially have, and, that's, and I'm looking into it, and I'll try to make it. Try to make some improvements there. Okay. Well, that's. I mean, to me, that means that you know, having a meeting is good. Uh, hearing complaints that you can actually investigate through all the various sources of information you have, including like the GPS that's on all of the vehicles, and you can verify whether claims fit the fact pattern and all that kind of that, that that's all good. I mean, uh, it sounds like some fairly serious things came up, and you're working to figure out whether you know how much truth there is. That, that that's all good to me. One yep. of the thing on the um, one of the things on the director's report that I noticed was the rollout of Tele nine one one which is meant to cut down on the strain on the pair on the ambulances and try to free up more ambulance service and not have to do transports all the time. What is tele 911? How does it work and how is it helping? 
So so we get a call, we dispatch a crew, and the crew gets there, and, you know, they're not emergent. It is something that really doesn't require, wouldn't require a transport, but yet because they call us, we have to transport. But we tell a 911 where a doctor comes on and does a, a virtual assessment and then makes a decision from there as to whether we need to transport or or not need to transport. It's an effort to tool into a box to try to, as you said, free up some of the ambulances, maybe not have to do quite so many transports as we could be handled there on the scene. No, I, I agreed. And I, I think that's been one of the, you know, one of the questions is, can we do this in a more efficient way that we're not tying up crucial resources uh, for an Alpha or a Bravo, you know, call when, you know, we're then having to hold and then a Charlie or a Delta comes in and we don't have anybody to dispatch to them, or, you know, or we can't get rid of anybody to get dispatched. So that's all good stuff. As long as we're, you know, moving in the direction of better efficiency, I'm, you know, I am a fan. Wes Moreno, he is the Escambia County Administrator, joins us every Thursday at about this time. Wes, uh, have a fun meeting today. <laughs> no meeting day is always, you know, woohoo. Uh, but thank you so much for the time that you spend with me every week. I certainly appreciate it and learn a ton from you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, we'll see you now.